Well, you got that blue collar life, but you also are, you know, the business mind. Most of the blue collar guys just, they, they don't ever really learn that side of it. No, they turn and burn jobs. Uh, you know, when you, when you're in the blue collar industry, we're just taught if there's money in the account, we're good. It's kind of mm-hmm. like if I got a heartbeat, don't go to the doctor. Yeah. Oh, you want and, me to fix it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll fix it. And there's this cliche in home services. I'll only fix what's broken. Did you have, do you have a new phone? Yeah. Why'd you buy a new phone? It wasn't broken. I Did just wanted to, you wanted a new one. Yeah. Do you have a pair of like Jordans or night? Yeah. Nice clothes. I just bought uh these, these Jordan one, Travis Scott golf shoes. I just, I got the same ones. Why'd you buy them? What were your old ones bad? I saw uh, the pros wearing them and I'm like, I want those. You want those. Yeah. Do you think it's okay to sell things people want? Yes. <laughs> only sell things that are broken. I want the latest technology. I want the plumber to come out and give me options to upgrade my life. The new filtration system. The yeah. New- cleaner water, better air quality. I want all that stuff at my house. Yeah. I want to invest in my future, in my life and my family and to not give people options to upgrade everything and to give a better warranty to not see most home service guys think only fix what's broken and charge them $500 every three months for the next five years. We just give options to say, we'll take care of everything today. It's all warranty. We show up the same day, nights, weekends, holidays, and we'll fix it right. And by the way, we're safe. Meaning that we do background checks and drug tests and make sure that the people coming in your home are like going to be safe around your wife and your two little kids. Yeah. And my number one rule, knock the door. Don't ring the doorbell. Strangers ring the doorbell and you got to play with the dog. Got to play with the dog. Cause customers that's what you're teaching dogs. all of your reps. Yeah. So we have a whole training program in Phoenix where we fly everybody out. It, we're in 20 States, okay. 40 markets. All right. And we train them for two months and they stay at our place. And we, you would think we train a lot on garage doors, but we train on being a good human being. Smile more, use the customer's name, play with the dog, uh, give options. Cause what if you, you're not what do you giving do with cats, cats, we don't, you know, you yeah, stay away from cats, kick them. <laughs> just, just feel like, why do you have a cat? We don't work with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know, here's the deal. If you're not giving options, you're giving ultimatums. It's a yes or no. Yes. You give an option. I'm going to give you five options. One through five star. You pick one you like, how does that sound? Mm-hmm. And then I'll probably go like this. You want your daughter to be safe. Make sure it's fixed right. Mm-hmm. Make sure it opens when you hit the button. Mm-hmm. These little little soft skills. It's not like this used car salesman. It's just 55% of what we do is body language. Mm-hmm. 32% is tonality. 8% of the words we use. So people think it's so important that all the words, yes, we don't say financing. We call it promotions. We don't say uh, the most expensive. We say top of the line. We don't say cheapest. We say builder grade. The words do matter. Yeah. We don't say sign the contract. We say, okay, the paperwork. Because it, it, do, it does matter. But what really matters is being confident. I don't go to a doctor and him write me a prescription if he's like, um, you know, I, I, I think uh, th- this might work. Yeah. He goes, here's exactly what you need. He already asked me how much I'm exercising, alcohol intake, what, I, you know, what supplements I'm on, what vitamins I'm taking, how's my anxiety levels. He asked a lot of questions, looked into my ears, my nose, my mouth, checked my heartbeat. And so he diagnosed the person before the problem. Yeah. And then he gave me the prescription and he said, where do you want to go fill this up? Mm-hmm. He assumed he's giving you a prescription. And if he doesn't do it right, it's called malpractice. So I tell my guys, we got we to gotta know how to evaluate the door and fix it right the first time. Yeah. So 
what we're talking about here is kind of a blend between sales and customer service. Yes. Right? And for me anyways, when I look at most blue collar guys, cause I hire a ton of them, you know, we flipped hundreds and hundreds of homes. And so I've replaced many garage doors. I've replaced everything you can imagine to homes. Right. And so we work a lot with contractors and, um, most don't do the things you described, <laughs> you know, most are like, they just show up, they just got their work truck and they're like, all right, I'll get back to you. And then they send a bid. Yep. You know, there's no real sales process to it. There's no, you know, I guess making you feel good. And so it's just like, okay, this is what it is. Um, versus what you're describing is, Hey, you know, I'm going to treat this like a sale and I am going to provide a great experience so that they work with me long-term and they always call me whenever they need anything. And I guess for me, like you're using things like tonality and now we're going into the sales game. Like where did you learn sales as a blue collar guy? Yeah. So my dad owned a transmission shop. My mom was a real estate agent. So kind of growing up in the customer service industry almost. And I just started reading in 2007, I was handed a book by my CPA and he didn't work with me. He just said, dude, you're kind of broke. I only work with 10 clients. They're mega wealthy, but I like you. He's like, I like you kid. He goes, go read this book. How old were you at the time? 2007. I was 24. Okay. Yeah. And he says, it's called the E-Myth Revisited mm -hmm. by Michael, Michael Gerber. Gerber. And so I devoured this book. I was like, I went back to, his name's Aaron. And I went back to him. I said, the last book I read was in 10th grade to kill a mockingbird or something. <laughs> and so I devoured this book and he said, read this book. It's called The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. Then he handed me The Richest Man of Babylon. I came back every two days. And I was just, then I just became an avid reader. And then I started a podcast and then I just went and visited. I said, who could I go visit? Who's the best in home service? You started a podcast in 2007? No, I started it in 2017. Okay. But I learned a lot in the last six years, but. Okay. But that's still like very early starting a podcast. Yeah, it was. It was, we're doing pretty good. I mean, we could always do better. I, we're getting about a 200,000 downloads a month. I want to be at a million by the end of next year. Yeah. And so I, I said, what's the number one industry in home service? So the way I figured it out is who's got the most private jets. <laughs> and it was HVAC. Okay. So HVAC and plumbing, they kind of go hand in hand because in the off season they do plumbing. And so I, I traveled the country and went to shop after shop after shop, $100 million shops. And they were like, you're a garage guy. Yeah, come on in. Talk to our CMO. Talk to our CFO. You could talk to anybody you want. You're not, you're not a threat. You're not a threat. You're, you know, a younger guy at the time. And, and I'm 40 now, so not really old. But yeah, yeah. Um, and they just, they give me the playbook. They're like, here's how to sell service agreements. Here's how, you know, and I was always pretty good on Google. Because right when I started, the yellow book started to kind of fade off and Google started coming up. Yeah. And so they just feed me, like they'd take care of me. And they'd be like, if you need anything, give us a call. Like you remind us of ourselves because you're hungry. You're out here. You're asking great questions. You're probably going to go implement. And I, I owe it to about 10 HVAC guys of why I'm here today. And just being really structured with SOPs and manuals and reading a lot on body language and just the right. How did, how did you get those doors open? Because a lot of people hear that like, Oh yeah, you found the hundred million dollar shops and then you got them to show you everything. Right. That's not a normal thing. And I'm sure you had to work hard and you flew around and you spent time. Like, how did you even open those doors? So usually like, for example, service Titans are CRM service Titans, the largest CRM in home service. I got on in 2016. 
And when I went to the first Service Titan event called Pantheon, that's where I kind of got introduced. I was the first company on Service Titan in garage door space, right? So I got to meet all these guys and I'm just, I asked a lot of questions and I'd always, my number one rule is go for no, got to ask. Cause most people don't even ask for the sale. Yeah. They're scared. So you like, like one of my buddy, Joe Cristara says, we'll give you the options. And you say, what should we do? You got to ask. So most people are afraid. You'll never go on a date. If you don't ask a girl out, <laughs> like there's a simple truth to this. Like unless you're you might, a beta and she asks you out. Yeah. If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like one of those things where I just like, if they say no, it's okay. Yeah. But it, for the more no's I got, there would be a yes in there. And it was a simple formula. If you ask enough people, you're going to get a yes. And then when I go to visit that shop, they'd say, hey, do you know this guy, Keegan? And I go, no, can you introduce me? It'd be a warm intro. Mm -hmm. And then they go, you got to meet this kid, Tommy. He's got a garage drink company. You're going to love him. And I'd go out there, ask a lot of questions, try to, try to tell them how humble I am and how much I appreciate it and actually come bring them a gift. Yep. And say, I'm a big fan of read their book. Yep. And like, not just say I, I'm here. I need stuff. Yeah. I'd go there with like a lot of empathy and be like, I'm really, really humble. And thank you so much yep. for doing this. Appreciative. And, and I want to work on your schedule and when you can make time for me. And, and you know, the more you could introduce me to people in your company, the better. And they just said, Hey, listen, we'd love to show you around. People love when they build a company. They love that people love it. They, they want to show it off. Yeah. But nobody really asks. Well, also, too, they like to show it off to somebody who, like, understands how hard it is to build what they've, like, you can look at it as a guy who's a business guy and up and coming, and you're like, wow, this is, like, I appreciate this. Well, the air is different. When you walk in a shop like that, like, we're, we're at a couple hundred million, like, you watch productivity. You watch systems in action. Like, you could do five, ten million, but when you get past, like, a 50 million, like the air is different in the room mm. and like people know what they're doing. They're all on performance pay. They're all rowing in the same direction. And when you watch it, it's like, it's really cool. You're yeah. like, how do you know exactly what to do? Well, I got a manual and <laughs> I get performance pay and I've got standard operating procedures and I've got checklists and there's a CRM that spits out KPIs and it's the data in as long as it's correct. So I learned a lot about data integrity Yeah, because most people's numbers, I'm like, what's your booking rate? They're like, it's gotta be 90%. I'm like, gotta be 90%. Don't you have a no, what is it? It's like 82.6%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times when yeah. I'm looking at a cup, nobody even knows their financials. 